Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday Motivation. And uh, glad to be with you all. It's Monday. It is April 6th. And uh, it's uh, we're in the middle of the coronavirus plague, as it were. And uh, we want to welcome you all. Uh, glad to have you with us. Hope you had a great, great weekend. And uh, it's... Um, it's a time that we are settling in kind of for the long haul here on the um, on the coronavirus watch. Seems like everybody's settling in for a longer term. And uh, so I hope you're all keeping healthy and keeping safe. And uh, I've got a word for you here this morning. But uh, we want to welcome you all. Hope you're doing well. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's kind of a ghost town here at the office. So I'm here by myself today on our Monday Motivation. Usually I'd like to have a a guest with me, no guests today, and uh, so thanks for your patience there. But uh, a couple of announcements we want to give you. We want to say happy birthday to a couple people. We want to say congratulations to a couple people. So happy birthday this Thursday. We want to say happy birthday to Bernie Elliott, our Bible quiz coordinator, Pastor Bernie. Happy happy birthday. Also on Friday, Jacob Kelly, youth pastor at New Life uh, Assembly of God in Lancaster, Jacob. Happy birthday on Friday, and we want to welcome some new members. We've got a lot of new members. Some are watching right now. We want to say welcome to Mariah Rodriguez. We want to say welcome to Brittany Merrill. We want to say welcome to Gil Ackerman, Craig Regal, Hannah Bard, and uh, Mariah is from York. Welcome, Mariah, uh, who's at First Assembly in York. Brittany Merrill, who won a Grammy last week for doing her own stunts. In a video, she's in Wrightsville. Gil Ackerman is the uh, one of the youth pastors at Allison Park Church. Welcome, Gil. Craig Regal, Ford City. Uh, welcome, Craig. Uh, new to the group. Craig's a lead pastor overseeing the youth ministry right now. And we want to say welcome to Hannah Bard, who's at uh, Praise Assembly in North for Sales, doing kids and youth ministries. So welcome, welcome. We want to say hi to everybody. Thanks for watching today. And I uh, want to give you a word this morning. And uh, kind of as we settle in, you know, there was really, starting probably last week, a real shift in tone uh, culturally, I think, in how we're approaching the virus and uh, how we're approaching everything that's going on. And it seemed last week like things really turned uh, and people really dug in their heels and uh, kind of realized, hey, we're in this for the long haul. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be uh, ongoing. And so uh, today I want to talk to you about kind of uh, how to avoid the corona cult. And, you know, if we're not really, I think one of the things we have to be careful of anytime we have in our lives and in how we lead our ministries, anytime there's a major life event, anytime things are happening that are uh, causing crisis that become immediately, the tyranny of the urgent kind of takes over. Um, I think one of the things we have to be careful is uh, creating a cult around that thing, idolizing that thing, making sure that everything revolves around that thing. And one of the things I want to challenge you with today, as you dig in for the long haul, as you realize, oh, we're going to be in this for a couple of weeks, not a couple of days, maybe a couple of months, not a couple of weeks. Um, 
I want to talk to you about uh, establishing some normalcy in your routines and in what you're doing. And because I don't, you know, obviously this is not a normal time and all the cliches are out there. Everything's fluid, unprecedented times, uncharted territory. So there's a sense in which there is no normalcy, but there is also a sense in which you need to work to establish normalcy in your life and in your ministry routines. And I want to just share with you a passage today. This is from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. One of my favorite passages of Scripture has been very meaningful to me throughout my ministry. And it's a good word for this time. And just want to talk to you about avoiding the cult uh, of centering your entire life and ministry around reacting to the coronavirus and instead finding ways to be proactive and being faithful in your ministry during crisis. But 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, the Apostle Paul's words, so wise, so timely. And uh, here's a guy that was an almost constant crisis, the Apostle Paul, almost constant crisis. Uh, he doesn't always write from that perspective, but when you look back at what happened in his life, what he experienced, uh, some of the hardships that he endured, you begin to realize this guy was in a crisis probably every couple of months in his ministry. And here's what he says. We live, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 is verse 3, and I'm going to read through verse 10. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We've been beaten, been in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working within us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well known. We live close to death, yet we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, yet we have everything. And I love this passage of scripture. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships, calamities every time. So here's uh, three things. Then I've got some announcements for you with uh, fine arts and everything else that's going on. But uh, three things, three things to be faithful during this time. Uh, number one thing, if to be faithful in your ministry, to minister in such a way that no one can find fault with you, is number one, take care of yourself uh, during this time. Uh, take care of yourself. And what do I mean by that? I don't just mean like kind of, um, uh, it's kind of a holistic care, I guess is what to say. Take care of yourself. Establish, uh, 
personal routines. And some of this you've heard, some of this is like, people have been talking about this in the news. If you're working from home, designate a space, get up in the morning, have routines, get dressed, get ready like you would normally for work, do all the things that you would normally do, but then go to that space in your house and work. And so there is some of that, like create personal routines. Wake up in the morning, I know, like for me, when I wake up in the morning during these days, so it's kind of depressing sometimes because it's like, well, what am I going to do today? Well, maybe I'll go outside, like David Wallace in the uh, in the office. Eh, maybe we'll go outside, right? Uh, because it's hard when you are not necessarily uh, uh, doing, you know, some of the different things that you would normally do. But wake up, take care of yourself, get a shower, get dressed, get ready like you normally would. And uh, create that routine. But also, I just want to challenge everyone on here. And this is pastorally. This is because of my affection and my care for each of you. Um, let me just just ask you, please, take every safeguard to take care of your health and safety during this time. If you have to go out, I, I've been wearing a mask for two weeks. Two weeks ago, or maybe even three weeks, I've been wearing a mask when I go into a store. And uh, three weeks ago, I'd sit in my truck and think, all right, I'm going to put this mask on. Everybody's going to laugh at me. Do I really want to go in there and be humiliated and be the only person in the store wearing a mask? I was doing it um, then, and I'm still doing it now. Now you're seeing a lot more people and the governor and the president, everybody's saying wear masks all the time if you have to go out. Um, take it all very seriously, please. Uh, watch some videos online about how to wear a mask, how to wear gloves what order to put them on in, how to take them off, what order to put them off in, when to use the sanitizer. It's all super important, or you could sabotage myself, but please, please take care of yourselves. So number one, take care of yourself. Establish personal routines, and by all means, exercise health and safety. We care for you. We're affectionate for you. We don't want anyone in our group suffering as a result of this virus. Second thing is this, create ministry routines. And this is super important. Now that we've kind of dug in, everybody spent about a week or two or three very strongly kind of reacting and panicking uh, over the virus. And now that you've been through two weeks at least of kind of abnormalcy, try to find some normalcy in that abnormalcy. What are the new weekly patterns of ministry that you need to establish? Or what patterns did you have that you need to reestablish or just reorient as a result of the crisis? So, you know, a lot of you have service on Wednesday, so you have that weekly routine or you had that weekly routine of, you know, I'm working on my message this day. I'm doing uh, service order this day and getting the room ready and getting the game. I'm doing all this these days. What are the new patterns? What are the new, ha what are the new habits? What are the new practices that you need to put into place now that we're digging our heels in for the long term uh, to help you go? And this will help you establish ministry faithfulness and ministry routine. Uh, anything I would say to you that is um, consistent is credible. Anything that is consistent is credible. So, for two or three weeks, people have been reacting. People have been online like crazy. People have been doing different things. And now that we're kind of digging in for another month or so, maybe two months, um, what are some of the now weekly routines that you need to establish consistently to establish uh, credibility or 
establish faithfulness in your, uh, in your routines, in your ministry, in your youth ministry. And uh, I would just say this, one of those routines during this time should be, uh, and it should be good old-fashioned shepherding. And if you know anything about me, if you've heard me speak any number, any length of times, you'll know that I tend to not emphasize the shepherding side of being a pastor. I tend to really hammer people more on being an equipping pastor, equip people to do the work of the ministry. That's a biblical value. We should be doing that. But part of that, especially during a time of crisis, being pastoral. If you are above, uh, for example, one of the things I'm doing is just calling youth pastors. Um, if, if we know you're out there, I'm going to try to be calling you um, just to see how you're doing. If you're above making calls to your students just to see how they're doing or text just to see how they're doing, um, you probably shouldn't be in youth ministry anymore. Uh, this is the kind of time when you should be taking those moments that you have to pastorally check in on people and uh, see how they are doing. Uh, so establish some ministry routines. That'll help you establish faithfulness. That'll help you establish credibility um, and make it sustainable. Um, I, For these first two or three weeks, I know some youth pastors and people in ministry have been busier than ever. And some of that is just the weight of newness, the weight of being in uncharted territory, the weight of doing new things. But some of that is you really have worked hard to try to be busy, right? Well, I would just challenge you, now you need to turn, you know, and you need to look back on that busyness and you need to say, what are the sustainable patterns that we need to put in place now on a longer term basis? And number three, uh, tips for being faithful, not being a part of the Corona cult, but instead being just faithful in your ministry, not idolizing crisis, but being proactive through it. Number one, take care of yourself. Number two, establish ministry and routines. Number three, keep communicating. Keep communicating. Keep saying positive things. Keep encouraging your people. Keep your voice out there. Keep guiding. Communicate to your group as a whole, corporately. Keep those messages going. Keep the services going. Keep your words going. Second thing is this, uh, keep communicating personally, which I just referenced. Talk to your people one-on-one. Uh, start and think of it as Moses did in Exodus chapter 18. Uh, is Exodus 18, I think it is, is where he established kind of the, uh, the hierarchy or the leadership tier. If you have a larger group, start with those leaders who are your small group leaders or people who are over smaller groups and start communicating with them and then work your way down through. But keep communicating. Keep communicating corporately. Keep the messages out there. Keep communicating personally. Find ways to be proactive during this crisis, uh, not reactive. We spent about two or three weeks reacting. think we had to do that. Now, what are the routines you need to establish? So here's what we want to do. Uh, we've got um, a question, a discussion question this week. I'd love to hear you guys chime in on. And uh, I'm sure we have a book uh, that we can send out. I forgot to bring it onto the webcast here with me right now. But... Um, Here's the question. What are the ministry routines that you're establishing? What are the ministry routines you're establishing to be proactive during this time rather than just reactive? What are those ministry routines? And uh, share some of those with us. That might be helpful to others in the broadcast between now and next Monday. Share those with us. couple announcements. Number one, Fine Arts Festival is happening this week. You might be... Uh, 
Uh, part of that you might not be. I know a lot of people have kind of decided that they aren't participating. They're going to look for refunds. We don't know what's happening with the National Festival at this point. I don't know when we're going to know that stuff. But um, we are proceeding with the District Festival, and we want to commend. I've, I saw so many like short sermons being uploaded, songs being uploaded onto social media, students sharing their stuff. Just incredible some of the stuff I've seen. I've loved seeing some of the social media platforms flooded with uh, fine arts posts. So that's happening. There were some link issues Friday night was the deadline. And for some reason, I still don't know exactly what happened. But sometime around 11 o'clock, the links expired, even though they were supposed to expire at 11.59. And so um, we don't know what happened there, but we did extend the links to Saturday and put some announcements out about that. So hopefully, listen, if you had a hardship, if you have a student who still didn't submit their stuff because the links were down, you can email our team personally about that. I had one student who emailed me his own Dropbox link for a short sermon because the forms went down. What I was amazed at was the volume of students, the number of students who waited until after 11 o'clock on Friday to do their recording and upload it. Amazing that we how much of a procrastinating culture we are. We, nothing like the last minute. And we apologize for the drama with the link issues, but hopefully we got it all sorted out. So the festival is happening this week, Wednesday and Thursday. We're working here. Jessica's here. I, I think she just got here a little bit ago. And we'll be meeting with Michelle, who's the fine arts director, working through sorting everything out for our first ever digital. Our, our evaluators will... We will be in a big, I think, group Zoom call all day, Wednesday, Thursday, I think. And uh, they'll be in their breakout rooms in Zoom, as I understand it, doing the evaluation. And we'll be sorting that here. Evaluation forms will be emailed to group leaders for distribution. And uh, we, will, we will physically mail uh, fine arts certificates to you. And so we'll... Let you know, update you, of course, when that stuff is going to be happening. But we are um, just thrilled with the response we've gotten from students and leaders posting their stuff, getting it done, figuring it out. Kudos to all of you who've been out there working hard. Secondly, uh, announcements is, hey, we're still planning for camp. And I know Mark is all day today focused on youth camp. And so um, we, uh, we uh, will, should be having that information out. We uh, also have a video coming out to announce some of the changes with camp that we've been uh, kind of talking about. Uh, we will have a deadline of some kind uh, to make a decision on whether or not camp's happening. Uh, it won't be till mid to the late May, um, probably, uh, that we make that decision. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we understand there's some financial hardships going on. So you'll be able to register as a group for camp. Uh, without having a full deposit ready. And even if you can't pay fully for camp at the time camp happens because you can't do the fundraisers you've normally done, stuff like that, we're going to be um, enabling uh, the ability to make payments uh, throughout the rest of the summer to be able to pay for camp because you may need to do fundraisers when you come home uh, in order to do that. And so um, just some flexibility we're creating around camp and we're planning for it. We hope you will plan for it. We hope you'll keep it on your calendar. We can, of course, make no guarantees. And uh, health and safety and well-being of all of you, uh, along with responsible precautions, is one of the things we're very concerned about. I want to pray just a prayer of uh, blessing over you today. Um, we're here 
and uh, want to just say uh, continue to pray for Greg Mundus, our World Missions Director. Um, he uh, is uh, challenged continually with the coronavirus. He's been on a ventilator. He needs an intervention from God to start doing better. They've done everything they can with Greg to essentially uh, get him to recover. There's medically, aside from being on the ventilator and, and intervening as things happen, there's not much left to do. He's alive, but he won't survive without a ventilator. So we need God to intervene on his behalf and give him that bump. Um, next thing, I'll pray for Doug Black. Doug is one of our credentialed ministers. Uh, he's bivocational. He's presumptively positive for coronavirus. He's um, started with high temperature and he had symptoms for a couple days, then high temp, and now he's having some trouble breathing. And uh, he's in Philadelphia and uh, one of our first credential holders in the district that we're aware of that has the virus. Listen, if you are being affected by the virus, if you have it, if you're suffering from it, or if a member of your immediate family is having it and being challenged with it, let us know. Message me personally, or if you want to post it and ask for prayer here, please do so. Um, it's a real thing. Our churches, especially in the Philadelphia area, some of them are being challenged with it. Churches, some of God churches, I was on a call last week uh, with some Valley Forge people, and uh, one or two of those leaders on this call have lost multiple people have died in their churches as a result of the virus. So it's serious, and we want to uh, hold you up in prayer if you're suffering from that. So let us know about that. We want to be helpful to you and looking out for you. Uh, so pray for those leaders and pray for our fine arts team, Michelle Campbell, Marion Holtz. They are... Um, they are doing things uh, this week they've never envisioned doing before uh, because of the virus. And so um, keep them in prayer. And I'm just going to pray a prayer, a prayer of blessing over you and remind you, take care of yourself. Establish ministry routines. If you haven't done so already, do it this week. And uh, lastly, keep communicating. Keep communicating. God, thank you for these leaders here today, I pray that you bless them and keep them, that you uh, lift up your countenance upon them, shine your face upon them, give them peace, and may you, the God of hope, be our source of hope. Fill each person now with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control through the power of your Holy Spirit. Let that fruit come out of us and out of the ministries that you've called us to lead during these challenging times. God, we need you. We ask for your help. In the strong, powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.